0: corona chronicle session 15 with brad checky shift brad Checky, my man how are you
1: you know it's the uh definitely the hardest time of my career my life i can
0: imagine so um just first you know catch us up like what's the state of Sacramento and for my listeners uh this is chef Brad Checky uh episode 670 sorry 667 if you want to learn more about uh Brad and um when I last spoke to Brad uh well not too long ago like only 4 months ago uh you guys were yeah. killing it over at Cannon Restaurant in Sacramento um take us through what the last week has looked like for you guys I
1: mean you know we we served brunch and dinner on Sunday you know so it's it's you know, we had experienced some some, uh, some slower times the week before that. Um, our big turn was last Wednesday, you know, where we have the Sacramento Kings here uh, in Sacramento, and, and they canceled their game on Wednesday night. And from then on, it's just been, you know, every 24 hours, every 12 hours, there's new news. And so it's just about trying to adapt, right? Every, yeah, and it's hard to adapt.
0: It's hard to adapt yeah. when you when you know it's going to change. Like, do I put the effort into, do I invest the time and money into resources to to adapt to the current state of this, this industry and to only have it change again in two days? It's very frustrating.
1: It's it's super frustrating and and you know, but you know, for for somebody like us, right? Like, we have one restaurant, you know, where we we do a great amount of business. We have a you know pretty sizable amount of square footage, and so it's like. We can't, you know, we, we can't close. We can't, you know, we can't serve people now inside. So it's about that, that adapting, right? And so when, when you get, you know, at first we put out a statement, you know, saying how clean our restaurant is and how, you know, we're safe for guests. We had a great amount of community support. Next day, you know, something changes. So now we have to, we take tables out of the restaurant. We continue to talk about our, our safety practices. Then the next day we can't serve people anymore. So now we've adapted to an order program. Through and you try to project, right? So you try to like be ahead of this and thinking about what your contingency plans are. And you know, so and that's where we're at right now. I mean how do you stay adapt? How do you a-
0: stay ahead of it when you just when there's no game plan there's no book out there that's like the how to run a restaurant during an epidemic this is the first time so how do you how do you plan for the unknown
1: well I mean you you come up with scenarios that you know you can work with and and at a certain point you know my my business partner um, came up with the idea of, of kind of optimizing curbside pickup and so that's one thing we're working on now is is developing a website that kind of just creates a place where, you know, people can order online, pay online, sign online, and and we optimize a pickup where there's very little person to person interaction. And you know, for coming from a hospitality place like that seems really cold, but you know, we're the perimeters through which we're given to work. Yeah, and that's the way we have to work now. So, you know, what we can offer is best offer the Canon experience right now at home. And we've had a huge amount of community support with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful so that we have that. Can that I just network? have the breaks but,
0: real quick, Brad? Because um, you're uh, one of the first restaurants I think I've spoken to that lean more towards fine dining. um So you're like the worst case scenario where you have a right. lot of uh, restaurants out there. Like I had Dilla's Quesadillas from Plano, Texas on the show. And they were set up from day one to. They have a. They they took over an old Jack in the Box. They have a drive through. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like they were right. equipped and well handled. Or, you know, well equipped to handle this. Whereas a fine dining restaurant, like your target market, isn't going out for just your food. They're going out for the experience because you're in a right. beautiful setting. Like, and now you're 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 losing your unique selling proposition, the total package, right? Because you're. How are you adapting right. your level of food into curbside takeout? Like, what's that look like for other people who
1: are? Um,
0: who so, are, yeah, our, are dining?
1: Our, our uh, you know, we we do subscribe to that kind of family style share plate kind of mentality, which is also an issue when you look at you know the current state of things as people sharing things. Um, but from where we're at now, you know, we are able to serve kind of our more communal type dishes in a to go box program, right? Okay. So. You know, we're, we're looking at marketing to a family of four or a family of two and saying, cool, you can come get your dinner. Like you would prepare it at home, right? You would prepare two sides and a whole chicken. And so those are the kind of things we're offering and we're moving in a direction where we've never served lunch before. So now we're moving in a direction which we haven't launched yet, but you know, we're going to start doing to go from noon to, to, uh, to eight every day. And so are we going to add some like, you know, uh, sandwiches and and entree salads and things like that, which we've never done before. But, you know, we, we are known for our flavor profiles. And so that, I guess that's what I'm saying is that we're, we're going to continue to offer our flavor and our experience and our style in a way that maybe we're reducing food cost and we're reducing our labor model has changed too. We can, we found that we can be, you know, profitable, because we only have two employees in the, in the restaurant mm. and we're trying to potentially, you know, keep those employees working while some, and, and they're able to keep working and collect unemployment. So, you know, we can almost get them to where, and I don't know how it's going to shake out yet, but like almost get them to their normal wage for, for our back of the house staff, our front of the house staff, you know with they're they're gratuity based and so it's very difficult to keep them all all going and working yeah but you know our model i think you know if we can be conscious of what we're doing continue to get the community support that we're getting you know, at this place everybody is shelter in place in sacramento so
0: say that everybody one time is, everybody is sheltered in place i didn't catch that
1: shelter in places shelter in place is the order given by by Sacramento County yesterday.
0: Oh, gotcha. so
1: everybody is home, right? Every single person, unless they have an essential work need, whether it's grocery, pharmacy, restaurant, healthcare. You know, um, don't leave home unless like,
0: you have
1: to. Have like, unless you have to sustain so, your life. <laughs> and so people are at home, right? Healthy people are at home. Sick people are at home. Elderly are at home. Everybody's at home. So you know, we open for lunch because now at this point, like everybody's around. And so we can hopefully sustain a model, which, you know, keeps us got some money coming to the door. You know, there's, there's been a little bit of rent relief from our landlord, you know, so that that's going to help. Um, we're, you know, regardless of, of our scenario, we don't have to pay payroll taxes until the end of the year. So we're not paying them right now, um, in hopes that it, it sustains us. Um, you know, so those kinds of things are helping that
0: no payroll taxes. Is that something that was mandated by the government that was recently passed? Uh, was there like a,
1: you know, I I think we're waiting to hear about that, but our, our ethos on it is that you pay payroll taxes. You're required to pay your payroll taxes at the end of the year. So we pay them a lot. And most employers pay them along the way quarterly so that you don't, so you don't have, well, even in every payroll, we pay it every two weeks. Okay. You know, so, We we do it just to get it so we don't have this big bill. Yeah. But right now we're just you know we're treading water right as as fast as we can and we we're 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 trying to keep our heads above water. So you know one of the things that we've decided to do is to not pay our payroll taxes in hopes that we get forgiveness, you know, some SBA SBA relief or forgiveness or whatever. And I think at this point we're at a a place where you can't hope for tomorrow. (laughs) You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta think for today. It's about survival right and, now. It's got, what, yeah, do, what can you do to totally get through? Survival. So, yeah. You know, so I hope that the, that, that the day comes soon where we get to reopen the doors and that, you know, our, our clientele comes back and we're a fully functioning, profitable, successful restaurant again. And at that point we'll figure out the debt that we've incurred in this, in this moment. Yeah. If, uh, if we don't make it, you know, like hopefully there's relief somewhere along the way to help, you know, small businesses.
0: Yeah. And one of the reasons uh, I wanted to reach out to you because I, th- I saw that you and your business partner, um, and you started getting into that. And I cut you short because I want to unpackage what you shared with us already. And just to summarize some of the things that you share with us already, uh, how you um, do takeout as a fine dining restaurant. Uh, you first, you get down to your skeleton crew. Two people from how many people did you have employed? Like 15 or 20, I'm assuming, in that number?
1: We had uh, well, we, a total restaurant. We had 29 people. Yeah, employed. so you
0: cut way down. Um, um, you're doing boxed family meals. Uh, yep. because it kind of helps support what you do the finer dining I, I guess uh, and they increase your hours if you can't if you're typically open from five to nine and you're making all of your money in that small window well you know now you can increase your hours and start doing lunch is something that you can do if you were a fine dining restaurant and then relief from the right. landlord which has come up a few times in these interviews and if you have to you know like Don't pay the man if if it means keeping the doors open and and paying the people that are helping out. um, They you know you're you're going to pay eventually. You have all the intentions to pay, but if it means taking a break, um, I mean maybe I would be curious to hear some of the thoughts if if anybody's listening to this, uh, head over to um, Facebook and join the Unstoppable Restaurant Owners and Operators Facebook group so I can hear if you guys think this is a good idea or a bad idea because we're just shooting shit out there right now. We don't know. We're just trying to survive. And and I'd love feedback. And
1: we're six days in you know yeah. or, or or eight days we're eight days into this whole thing if you'd asked me last tuesday when i opened the restaurant i'd be like oh yeah my restaurant's slow because of the you know the covid-19 but it hadn't hit hadn't affected me personally yet we were still employing people and still managing our labor to our numbers you know as of wednesday that all changed and then as of friday it changed even more and then sunday the governor of california announced made an announcement so our whole business changed.
0: Yeah. And, and it so, could be tomorrow you know, that like, they say no more delivery to keep people really
1: confirmed. Right. right. And it could be, you know, and then, you know, so, so to say right now that we're not paying payroll tax, we haven't, we haven't even run a payroll. So, yeah. you know, since this all happened, so I don't, you know, these are strategies that we're spitballing that potentially could, you know, we're looking at our accounts and our accounts payable. Cause the other thing is like, you know, we're, we have, we have terms with some of our vendors, Thirty days ago was Valentine's Day. Yeah. So if I'm on thirty day terms, I'm paying terms right now from my most busiest
0: week. Yeah, when you have no cash flow at all,
1: and I have no money coming in. So yeah. you know, we're trying to strategize these things day by day, and come up with situations that you know, two weeks from now we could have a bunch of to go orders. You know, we could be you know, I know you know Patricio Wise. You did a, a podcast with him.
0: Yeah, I've been meaning to reach he out to. Him.
1: Is an, He's, he's adapting, you know, he has a he has a, he has a model like the, like the quesadilla model where, you know, he sells tacos and his to go, you know, business is thriving. Um, and, and, and now we just got to notice today that the ABC of California has waived pretty much the restrictions of, of 47 and 41 liquor licenses. So we can sell booze to go and so we you know, we you know, we're working on potentially you know cocktails that we're serving in closed jars. We are working on you know we're already selling whole bottles of wine, um, so that you know we can kind of move through some of this inventory, but also like maybe provide something that's missing in the market. Uh, you know, so it, those are those are new changes that that announcement came out this morning. So you know, are we trying to? You know, we're, we're trying to get pint mason jars so that we can do batch martinis, or whatever. Like those are just steps we're trying to take. Yeah,
0: Um, yeah, that, that's something up. I've, I've heard a few people doing just focusing on that and getting drinks out. Because let's be honest, I mean, one thing that's not going to stop during all of this is people. You
1: know, <laughs> right. Right? I haven't stopped doing <laughs> yeah. that much. Uh,
0: so. Back to the this app. So help me understand. Did, did you and your, your partner develop a website in an app? Is this because one one of my predictions that's going to happen? The, the restaurant industry is a bunch of mother effing scrappy folks. So right. I'm see I'm predicting projecting that uh, that we're just gonna it's what we do we we are in the industry of figuring it out in the moment right that's every day right. in our world right uh so i think that we're going to see a lot of entrepreneurial uh opportunities i mean in, in disaster there's always opportunity and i'm curious to see right. what creative ways people are going to be thinking and it sounds like you and your business partner are developing this curbside curd curbside app um is this something right. I mean, that's not so, available in the market like take us through what's going on there
1: it, it's uh so um we announced it. We announced it. I think uh, on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, and we. So um, my business partner Clay Netting, uh, he is an entrepreneur. Um, you know, he we manage the restaurant together daily, but he has a background in, in, in being an entrepreneur. So when uh, we still had guests coming into the restaurant, we have a lot of affluent. You know, uh, we, live there, we have we have a, a restaurant that are pretty affluent neighborhood, so we do have people that are involved, and we're kind of like you know, we're always asking like, Hey, what's going on? And you work at the mayor's office or you work at the state capital or whatever, like what's going on? And, well, this is going to get serious. Like they may, you know, shut down, they may shut restaurants down, blah, blah, So we started thinking before that happened, we're like, okay, cool. What do we do? So Clay has some, uh, a developer friend, a web developer. And so they reached out. And so the developer, his name is Anthony. I don't know his last name. Um, if you look at our post on Instagram, for pickupfix.com, he his uh, his um, Instagram handle is there. Uh, he basically developed this this system with us, and you know, using kind of my logistics background and and, and talents, um, and Clay's kind of artistic and marketing background and talents, and then Anthony's obviously the developer. We developed. Um, what we're trying to do is optimize these curbsides for for very little kind of like customer to restaurant interaction, but also be able to be malleable where you can manage inventory within the system so that I could sell wine on there. Maybe I only have five bottles. And so I can put that count in there rather than having to be kind of stuck with the, uh, the menu. Right. And, and then I can manage because right now we're also trying to blow through inventory. We're not buying new stuff. So when we're out, we're out. And, and so we, we can manage that. Um, it, it operates through Stripe, which is, you know, kind of a payment platform. Um, can you hit me and, with the name of the
0: website one more time? Cause when I typed in pickupfix.com, I got some like truck website. I think I got something wrong.
1: It's uh, it's pickup P I C fix F I X E like a prefix, like prefix. Um, so pick up Okay. So add the E. Got you. Yeah.
0: All right. Got you. So, um so basically what you you're trying to streamline the pickup process and you said this this ties into your back of house too uh, I uh, help me understand the so so that it's going d-
1: it, to it's its own it's its own platform so it doesn't tie into any of our point of sale okay. um contact yet we're working you know obviously this is all happening in the last 5 days so you know I there I'm sure there, there will be we're working towards integration and we're working towards website integration that's why to get it launched, it has its own website, right? So it's its own com, and then backslash canon is kind of, and then we'll be able to post the links on our social and post the links to get there to do the ordering. And with the intention that, you know, these guys are not stopping, right? They're, they're, they're working on web integration rather unstoppable. Exactly. Yes. So um, they're, they're, they're working on website integration. We're working on point of sale integration, But what it enables us to do from our end is manage inventory. So if I have, you know, like I said, five days ago, I basically quit or three days ago, I quit ordering food. I had orders come in on Monday. And, um, and so now I have product that we've either preserved or pickled or fermented or whatever, or frozen or cured. Or so we're being creative in what we're making, but, potentially are limited on the amount of things. So being able to manage that inventory within that system is important because then it just shuts it off when we're out. Okay. So the guest is not seeing that. So I see this,
0: I see this. Oh, sorry. Did I cut you short? Did you want to keep going?
1: No, not at all. So
0: I'm I'm like reading your website as you're talking and really this seems curved or tailor made for the full service restaurant. Um, that might not be equipped for curbside traditional to go orders. Uh, that right. you can develop these prefix meals and that's the, the fix up fit or the, the, sorry, pick the up. Fix. part, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's all making sense now. So it's, it's for prefix meals, uh, to, um, basically to put together these, these boxes and, people go and they sign up so that I just went through the process. I just signed up actually. So you go, you type in uh pickupfix.com. That's fix with an E.com. Um, you make a, an, a, you register, you sign up, you name, phone number, email, a password. And then from there I would find your restaurant and see what menu prefix options I have. Is that how it works?
1: Right. Exactly. It would be kind of like a check your box order kind of thing. Um, and that would lead you to potentially ordering a bottle of wine and then um, you would select a pickup time so if you would choose at that point if you want to pick up you know and we've we've given it a runway of 30 minutes for now so if you place your order now you wouldn't be able to pick it up for 30 minutes just so that you know while we're working out the kinks we have a little bit of a of a buffer um and so you would pick up you would select your pickup time and uh potentially order some wine or a bottle of wine to go or whatever then we would be notified on the back end through uh, the service portal, through the 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 the, um, the restaurant side of the portal, that we have an order. The order would be accepted by us, and then we would click that it was being processed. And then once it's completed, we click that you know at the at the the pass you know at the expo line, we would click that it's completed, and then on our and then that notifies the guest that their order has been completed. So then they can expect us to bring it out to them. And, okay. you know, so then we would have a staff member, you know, obviously gloved, whatever. We have even had guests pull up and just pop their trunk.
0: You should have them walk on, on a hazmat boost. suit just for fun. <laughs>
1: totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so they, they are, uh, you know, they pop their trunk or they're comfortable enough. We open the door, they open the door or whatever. We hand them their order and then and then they're, they're able to leave. Yeah. Um, Intro. So, you know, we... Uh, and we just think that like, like you said, that it it is optimized for restaurants like ours that aren't, you know, cause there are point of sale systems out there that are sync, you know, that are synced for to go. There are obviously delivery, um, you know, systems out there that are kind of built in a similar way. Um, I think for us, this just allows us to kind of capture our experience, um, in a to go format, um, without kind of changing because because we and and we've thought about being more creative like do we want to open a burger joint out of this restaurant for the now like and 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 i don't think we do but we'll see how this goes right and so this allows us to kind of put our identity out there in a way that i think optimizes for or, or you know for pickup food well
0: i think the, the big thing to take away from this obviously this is a, a potential tool for the industry to use so i want to make sure that you leave your contact information at the end of this if anybody's interested in adopting Absolutely. this but th- the second thing that the big takeaway is don't i mean you know what we're, we we all kind of lost our shit you know we're human right. we, we all kind of <laughs> lost our shit at one point but i think it's important to realize that in disaster there are silver linings. And if you, the, the, the sooner you can clear your mind of the, you know, the, the mayhem and start having an open mind and start saying, well, what, what benefits what, what opportunity is spinning out of this? Where are there, where are there needs that aren't being met? Then you can right. ma, you can turn this disaster into a very, um you know, good thing. Um, like, I hate them use that like kind of, like it's kind of too, a little too soon maybe, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, totally. <laughs> but well, it's all about perspective. It's point of view
1: there are two ways to look at this, right? Like, and, and every restaurant is different and every restaurant's financial situation and everybody's lease is different. Everybody's, you know, location is different. There's a whole bunch of things. Concepts are different. You, You know, you can, you know, and there are people doing this and it makes sense for them that you just close, right? You close, you batten down the hatches, you have enough money in the bank to pay your AP. Your staff is hopefully collecting what they can in unemployment. You're taking care of them where you can. And you close to the public, you close for pickup, and you hope that you can weather the storm. There are restaurants that, like you said, are thriving in this kind of thing because they're optimized for exactly what's happening. Then there are restaurants like mine that we're not ultra fine dining. We don't do tasting menus only, although we do a high quality of food, um, where we just kind of, were like, we have to adapt, right? We, we have a situation where we can't close. And so... You know, we have to adapt. And so what, what we've done is is try to adapt in the best possible way. And hopefully that works. And if it doesn't, you know, you'll you'll see me Dude. in a different line of work. Like this this I is mean,
0: definitely stressful times, but the faster you can totally. bunch your panties, you know, and get your yep. mind clear and start finding solutions, the, the better off you're going to be.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, there is this, you know, I'm a chef owner. So there, there's that dynamic, too where it's like, I'm trying to save my business, I'm trying to get fed, I'm trying to, you know, I have my own bills I have to pay, so I, I need to be open to, to get money, you yeah. know, because I, I don't get to collect unemployment. Yeah, I hear you, man. So, so, you know, that so those are the kind of steps we're taking, and, and, and we, you know, there are hospital workers out there that need to be fed, mm. uh, you know, so we're working on catering contracts with hospitals. are. You know, low income families that need to be fed. So we're working on grants. There are elderly that are confined to their homes. So yeah. we're working on that. Like so there are there are things like my business partner, Clay, is not involved in the restaurant right now. He's involved in making calls to see how to open up revenue streams. You know, our our management team of the restaurant is working on the day to day operations and you know i'm working with as many people as i can locally on the chef community and in the vendor community and being creative in the kitchen and you know trying to so i mean we are looking at this not as an opportunity but as a as a you know uh, how do we break even for the next however long yeah and and make it sustainable cuz you know my number one concern right now is that that our our, our to go ordering is great right now we're doing enough revenue to to keep people working and and do the right, do good food and all that stuff. But, you know, when does, does that goodwill, does our community support ever dry up and does our, you know, and I, I don't think it will because we have a really strong community here in Sacramento and, you know, eventually people are also even, you know, as long as shelter in place is the thing, people, are going to feel like cooking at home and they're going to feel like not cooking at home. Yeah. They're unfortunately going to have to be eating at home all the time. Um, but you know, so, so it's about reinventing and about, you know, being, being, uh, creative and entrepreneurial in this time, yeah, I think is the only way to make it through it if you're going to choose to be open.
0: Yeah, uh, man, I, I think this has been a, ver- a really valuable conversation. Um, I'm trying to keep these things under a half hour just to kind of make them short and digestible for the industry. Yeah, um, not pun was not intended there, uh, but. Uh, real quick um, anything that any topics or anything that you think I should be looking into put on my radar. I mean, I know you got your nose down you're probably paying attention to what's going on. What What do you think needs to be created right now in regards to content? How can I do this better?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know if you talked to anybody on the vendor side or the farming side, but you know, we're looking at vendors that are, you know, immediately, especially with the local farm community, like a lot of the restaurants in Sacramento are the biggest supporters of of the farming community and of the ag community. And so now that these restaurants are either closed or like mine, I'm not ordering anything. Mm. Like those vendors, as local produce companies or meat companies or and the local farmers and the local co ops of farmers, like those places are struggling. Farmers, A, have food in the ground, right? That needs to come out. But if this passes, they have to be planting right now too. Yeah, and that's actually something that I you brought know.
0: up. We've had uh, Chef Paul Callahan from Brentwood, New Hampshire, saying that he's he's having his employees and he's working with farms. Like they need help right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so I mean that's that's a bit that's a big one is the is the vendor side of this because like I said too, you know I'm 30 days out from Valentine's Day and I don't know that I can pay all my bills. Yeah. So. You know, that they're, are they getting stuck hold in the bag and we're all trying to do our best. You know, I, I spent all day on the phone yesterday trying to say to somebody like, what do you got What do you got that's, that's going to go bad and what kind of deal can you give me on it? Cause everybody right now has to be in a break-even mentality if, if we're going to get through this, right? Like yep. there are going to be places that thrive, but there are also going to be most places that close or most places that are going to lose their shirts in this deal and so if we're not all in a break even mentality then the whole community is going to suffer yeah, and it's never think, going to be the same
0: and that's the mentality we need to have and i'm, I'm really keeping my fingers cross that that's the mentality i'm supporting is this the the sense of togetherness that uh, right yeah. now it's not me or you it's us you know what can right. we do and even beyond our industry what can we do to make sure the industries that our industry drives keep them going like the farmers right. like the technology companies how can we band together i think it's and i if you guys have solutions, if you have ideas, please reach out to me. The email is Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable. Join the Unstoppable Restaurant Owners and Operators Facebook group. I'm looking for leads. I'm looking for ways to share knowledge. And um, Brad, I think what you're doing is really cool. Um, getting creative. Um, I already messaged uh, Patricio Weiss, telling telling him that we're talking about him right now on, during a, a recording. So hopefully, we can get him sharing on what he's doing. And how can we connect with you if you want to learn more about uh, this resource that you're in the process of, de- of developing? Uh, Pick up fix, and that's P I C K U P F I K. Sorry, X. Sorry, F I X E. Thank you. Yeah,
1: best way to get in touch with us is is probably through our social media channels. Instagram at Canon East sack. And then on Facebook, um, you can also get in touch with me directly um, through our Canon uh, email. Hello at Canon East sack.com. Beautiful.
0: And if you guys head over to a restaurant, unstoppable.com slash uh, R-C-P, I will summarize this conversation as well as the 15 previous conversations I've had in the past few days. Uh, We're keeping those all on that one page. And uh, again, uh, Brad, I think what you're doing is really cool. Best of luck with this new product you're trying to get off the ground. And way to stay optimistic, dude. Thanks, man. All right. Good luck with everything. All right. Um, You don't have to hang up. Don't hang up. You there?
1: Okay.
0: Uh, if, I'm you here. Could, if you could do me a favor, I'm going to try to get this live before the end of the day or tomorrow morning. Um, I don't really have okay. a lot of time to spread the word about what I'm doing here with this, these chronicles. Cause I'm recording yep. six interviews a day. And it, uh, yep. <laughs> so if you could share this on um, any like industry platform, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn, Absolutely. that'd be super helpful, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, totally. All right, I, I appreciate totally. your help and your support and uh, stay positive brother.
1: All right, man. Thanks. Be well. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, there we go. Brad checky dropping some um, best practices and knowledge and uh, just being somebody worth making an example of and um, and this is something I, I kind of anticipated. I was going to end up seeing uh, while this all unfolds is people in this industry getting super scrappy, getting super creative. Surprise, surprise! Right, uh, and just creating you know something out of nothing, and making the the best out of the, the, the worst case scenario. Um, so I think this is going to be happening more and more. I'm going to be trying to keep my, my ear to the ground to find uh, people that are making this into entrepreneurial opportunities, uh, and try to ho- hopefully you know spark some. Um, creative thinking on all of your behalfs, or you know, help you guys think, start looking at this differently. Wherever there's pain, there's opportunity. So start looking for those pain points. Start trying to find ways you can be of value and serve those who are going through some shit. And there might be some, you know, a relief for you in doing that. Whenever you give, you get. Right. So I think in that regard, this is a really interesting conversation. I think there was some really great specific advice around how uh, I, I think it's going to be these these more Uh, fine dining to uh, slow food slash, you know, smaller mom and pop uh, restaurants that are really going to get hit by this because they're not equipped. They're not equipped for um, handling curbside or delivery or pickup. That's just not their niche. So to, um, you know, have to combat or uh, compete with people. I don't want to use the word combat or compete really, but to try to stand up against some of these restaurants that are a little more well-equipped, it's going to be more difficult for them. So they're going to be, have to get super creative. Uh, and I think what they're doing over there at Canon uh, is really interesting. And uh, hopefully you, you guys reach out to chef checky. If, um, what they've created it could possibly be a solution for you and your business and hopefully this helps him and i'm out there to spread the word guys so if there's anything that you come across in your own research and trying to figure out the state of the industry uh head over to unstoppable restaurant owners and operators uh the facebook group we got going join it and start putting things on my radar uh also i need help um recording 3 to 6 interviews a day and publishing 3 to 6 interviews a day is a lot to do uh and I don't have a lot of extra bandwidth for spreading the word so if you're finding value and inspiration in these recordings please get out there um there's a lot of uh coronavirus groups popping up online um specific to the restaurant industry if you guys could start posting these uh these episodes to that uh, group head over to restaurant com slash rcp and that'd be super helpful if you share that link everywhere and anywhere you know pe- people looking for answers thank you in advance and again thank you to chef checky i'll talk to you guys in a couple hours peace